0: We've got three stories from curiosity.com to help you get smarter in
1: just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the Torrid's and Leonids meteor showers happening later this month, how working out could boost your willpower, and the secret university where the trailblazing scientist Marie Curie got her education. Let's satisfy
0: some curiosity. November 2018 is an extra special month for meteor showers. Keep your eyes on the sky because the Torrid's and the Leonids are here for a meteor shower double feature I've never seen a meteor shower
1: I have they're pretty great they're hard to see here in Chicago when there's a ton of light pollution but yeah if you just drive out into the country where the sky gets a little darker you just see little streaks of light everywhere it's beautiful
0: all right well I would be jealous but next month I'm going to be in Alaska
1: oh man
0: so I might see the northern lights heck yeah wish me luck just need a clear day But anyway, for the rest of us who are not going to Alaska in December, let's talk about what's happening this month, November 2018, Meteor Shower Month. It's great. We'll start with the Taurids. For this meteor shower, you can thank a giant ball of ice called Enki. That's a comet that loops around the sun every 3.3 years, which is pretty often for a comet, hence why Enki is one of the comets we know the most about. Enki isn't visiting us this year, but tiny chunks of it from previous years probably will. And that's what you can thank for the Torrid's meteor shower. Most annual meteor showers come from the debris left in the wake of a comet that's traveling around the sun, and the Torrid's are no exception. Most of the meteors we see sparking across the sky will burn up by the time they hit our surface, but we think the ones left behind by Enki are big enough to survive. They won't be car-crushingly huge, they'll be more like a couple of ounces. Still, it'll be worth it to keep your eyes peeled. None of these fragments have been discovered yet, but a NASA meteor expert told Space.com that such a rock would be a holy grail of meteorites. The southern torrids have already peaked, but you'll be able to see the peak of the northern torrids around Sunday, November 11th. They'll be falling nearly all month long, so make sure you're keeping your eyes on the skies. At their peak, the Taurids come out at a pace of only about 6 per hour, but their size makes them bright enough to really stand out, as long as you are patient enough to wait. The Leonids hit their peak about a week after the torrids on November 17th and 18th. When that happens, you can expect shooting stars at a rate of about 15 per hour. I know the peak is happening on a weekend, but if you want to get the best look, you want to wake up early and set your eyes on the sky about an hour before dawn. Otherwise, the waxing gibbous moon might get in the way. Whatever you do, don't forget to make a wish. That part's not science, but it's really fun. I promise.
1: A recent study indicated that the more exercise you get, the more willpower you gain. Ready to get some sweet willpower gains?
0: <laughs> wow, not the gains I expected this that's, morning.
1: That's gains with a Z. I just it, want oh, to make know. sure everyone knows no, that. I,
0: for sure, that definitely, that, yeah, no. I heard the Z <laughs> right in there, just... So sick. The the sickest games. (laughs) Do you find that you have more willpower? You work out all the time.
1: Yeah, because I I feel like anything you need willpower to do, once you start doing it enough, willpower starts to come as second nature, and then you kind of have more willpower across the board. That's what it feels like to me.
0: Let's see if science agrees.
1: Let's see. So for a study published in the journal Behavior Modification, participants were asked to walk or run at a pace slightly above their comfort zone. They did this regularly over the course of seven weeks. Then, they were given a series of hypothetical choices. The choices were designed to test how willing the participants were to forego instant gratification for a reward that would pay off in the long run. Something like, would you rather have $10 today or $15 tomorrow? Across the board, the researchers found that the participants were more willing to take the delayed gratification option after being forced to push their limits. In fact, according to corresponding author Michael Sophus, quote, Simply showing up to the workouts was strongly correlated with improvements in self-controlled decision-making, unquote. So if you're struggling to find the motivation to work out at the gym, the answer might be just to show up in your workout clothes until that motivation finds you. Although this study does come with a few caveats. First, the study didn't use a control group. Second, almost all the participants were women. So a bigger version of this study would be good for getting a better idea of how this phenomenon works for everybody. The other thing is that those delayed gratification choices were purely hypothetical, and there's a big difference between making the right choices and just saying you'd make the right choices. Still, though, it's a promising result, and if it gets us to the gym, it's probably a good thing in the long run.
0: I get it. The long run. Ah. (laughs) Because you're a marathoner. Right. Before we get to our last story, I want to give a special shout out to some of our patrons for supporting our show. Thank you, Maximilian Dikarev, Brianna Webster, Doug Hench, and Jaris Dernit for contributing to our Patreon page. You are a vital part in helping us keep the show going. If you're listening and you want to support Curiosity Daily, then visit patreon.com curiosity.com, all spelled out.
1: Even a couple bucks a month would be a huge help. That's less than a visitor's pass to the gym. And our patrons get lots of exclusive stuff, like bonus interviews, and they get to hang out with us on Discord all day.
0: It's super fun chatting with our curious listeners.
1: One more time, that's patreon.com slash curiosity.com.
0: Marie Curie was a super accomplished scientist, but did you know that she got her education from a secret university? Today we've got the scoop on how she beat the odds to become one of history's most notable scientists.
1: She's the one that everybody names when you ask someone to name a woman scientist. She's She's it. She's at the top of the list.
0: Just to be clear, Marie Curie was a trailblazing scientist in more ways than one. She was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize, the first person to win more than one Nobel Prize, and the only person who has ever won a Nobel Prize in two different sciences. But she had a heck of a time getting an education in late 19th century Poland. See, at the time, the country had been divvied up by its three big neighbors, Russia, Prussia, and Austria. They set up a process called Germanization, or Russification, depending on which part of Poland you were in. Whatever you want to call it, it was a way to make it pretty much impossible to find an education that did not do its best to erase the Polish national identity. Oh, and the program also said women were banned from going to college. Not so good. But in 1882, a secret conspiracy started to fight back. The Flying University. There was a group of professors, philosophers, and historians who traveled from private home to private home, teaching the stories the government wouldn't let them teach. The resistance didn't just battle anti-Polish racism, though. It also helped educate women like Marie Curie. The early days were pretty disorganized, but in 1885, the university started to pay its instructors, build its own library, and even develop an actual codified curriculum that covered the sciences, history, math, and more. By the 1890s, the school had expanded to more than a thousand students, including Kiri and her sister. The school kept holding secret classes until about 1905, just ahead of World War I. At that point, the Russian and Germanic ruling forces started to chill out a bit because they wanted to get on the good side of the population. So the university started to operate publicly as the Society of Science Courses, which later became the Free Polish University until it disbanded in 1952. Of course, by that time, Marie Curie had become an accomplished scientist, and the rest, as they say, is history.
1: Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com.
0: Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff.
1: And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious.
0: On the Westwood One Podcast Network.